Now entering Nerdist.com. Okay, well, thanks for coming in. I, you know, I think if you owe Tassels money, um, I'm glad you were able to sneak by her the first time, but I think it's going to be tough to sneak by her a second time. I think you should just sneak out the window if you could. That's what I would do. Uh, luckily, I've got a supply of, uh, uh, of Snickers ice cream bars in here and some, uh, some lollipops. So uh, I would say make an appointment with tassels, but I wouldn't suggest that. I would suggest getting the heck out. Ah, the tasty buttery licks from the cash withdrawal sextet. And it just feels good to be back. It feels good to be uh, in here uh, giving the therapy to people that need it. And of course, this is the show for everybody that uh, is having withdrawal symptoms from the cashing in with TJ. Of course, we've had a little extended hiatus uh, necessary because we've both been out of town, uh, never in town at the same time. Hopefully, we'll. Uh, resume as soon as possible. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to get my next guest in here. I'm always excited to see who uh, Tassels uh, drums up from from out of the woodwork. Tassels, can you send in our next... Um, Matt Fulcheron, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Cash. How oh, are you? So, I'm so glad you came in. My now, pleasure. You know, I think the fans should know that I, I encouraged... Matt, I ran into Matt at a gig recently, and I, he seems incredibly unhappy. Yes. So I, I, I encouraged him to come in for some, for, for, for some free, uh, you know, unofficial therapy. Right, which and, I didn't uh, want to do. I've never done therapy before, and I'm, I'm terrified of the whole experience. Yeah. But I also, I really, you say I, 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 uh, that I'm down. <laughs> I feel fine. Like I feel better than I have in a long time. Yeah, so. it's just you just exude just incredible amounts of unhappiness. Almost that's near. That's you know. strange because uh, things are going well. <laughs> Everything's going on the up and up. Uh, I'm giving you a hard time. This is Matt Fultron. I think he's. You know what? You've convinced me. <laughs> You've convinced me. You're truly happy. Yeah. You're the original. Uh, you're the, one of the originals. That's true. Yeah, that's a new compliment I've been giving people. I just go, you're one of the originals. And right. I think they, people really, they, that makes, gives them a little bounce in their step. Yeah. You know, I like well, how people I, animal or mighty one for the same reason. Yeah. Call someone mighty one. They yeah, will, no, it feels good. And you take that away later. You're like, hey, Jim, they're like, uh, I kind of thought you called me mighty one. You're supposed you know, to you address can, me. Yeah, you, I, I, I kind of felt I was, yeah. Right. Uh, Matt Fultron, you know, uh, if you do like podcasts, and you evidently do if you're listening to this, we right. just have six and one-fourth listeners, um, listen to Matt uh, Matt's show, the uh, Matt Fultron, the full power... The full, know, charge, full charge power, power hour, hour, which I... Which Cash was on about love, a year ago. Which I love, by the way. The, I, I, that's a fun show, the the full charge power hour. Yeah, and no, I like the name, too. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's ridiculous. It's pretty sweet. It's over the top. Isn't life great? It well, you see, I mean, you, you really throwing me for a loop here. I thought we were gonna kind of, we were gonna heal you. We were gonna kind of put a salve on your wounds. I even gave you some uh, some Nero drink well, you here. Know, uh, when he walked in, I said, you know, this is a therapy show. Let's drink as we catch up. Let's drink some of these Sonic people, Nero drinks. People call me original, but they also call me uh, White Raspberry. Was also a nickname I used to have. You're one no, of the originals. Cash gave me a drink called Bliss, which is supposed mm-hmm. to reduce stress. Because I can't do it all by myself. Do you, you understand I mean? how this stuff works? No. It has a picture. It's so funny. All you have to do is say that it relieves stress. Yeah. And then you have a guy's head, 
and like little waves and beams yeah, inside the head. That's, that's one of the keys. And it's like, oh, okay. I consider that for my podcast logo. This yeah. is official it, medicine. Someone sent me one of those where they were like, uh, beams were going through someone's right. head. And I'm like, that looks official to me. Right. Uh, Just like, mine, mine says it increases and sustains energy. It improves attention. Mm-hmm. It reduces fatigue. Uh, it's vegan. It's gluten-free. Uh, no meat. Uh, There's no meat in this. No meat inside this. No hooves. It says it, it sustains uh, sexual fortitude, which I think is a real. That's pretty great. Yeah. Rarely do they advertise the uh, uh, sexual fortitude, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This doesn't say what it does. It just says all the stuff that it's not. What I love is that these things are so potent. They come. The top turns into a shot glass. So you know, you really you got to be ready. Right. They're putting that party element to it. Yeah. You got to be ready. I met Matt. Uh, years ago, I know we told the story on your podcast. Yeah, but, but uh, um, just so great. We we worked together years ago. It was interesting in uh, because Dallas. yeah, because um, I happen to be, which is rare, I happen to be traveling just to do MC spots. Yeah, this was last year. No, this was uh, 15 years ago. <laughs> Uh, I would say 2001. I want to say yeah. it was. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine, Megan Mooney. Yeah. Do you know her? Yeah. She lives oh, in I know the, around. Yeah. She, I met her in the Seattle competition, that thing, yeah. in the year 2000. Yeah. She says, why don't you come down and, and MC for me in Austin? And I was, yeah. I was repped by uh, Robert Hartman and, and that whole thing. Uh-huh. They're into the, you know, they own the improvs and stuff. Right. I told him about it. He's like, I'll give you a fucking another... MC week, you're going to come home with $500 total, my friend. No, what was you, it? 400 plus yeah. 200. And you're going to be at a 600. hotel and you're going to get to meet Cash Levy. That's, that's yeah. what's great about this is yeah. like, they didn't, I had a job at the time. So, yeah. and a credit card yeah. with lots of room on You're it. very official. You, and, you showed up in a suit and tie. And yeah. Look at you now. Uh, <laughs> I, I got this, I had to get my own hotel room for Dallas. Uh, and so you guys, oh, you did? yeah. Well, it's part of the story oh, yeah, because right, right, I, I right, met right. you guys on Thursday. Yeah, you guys yeah. were pretty cool. Um, I mean, to the MC, you know, it's cool. Usually the yeah. MC doesn't get to hang out that much, right? Anyways, I get a phone call the next day. You guys found me. I must have told you what hotel I was in, but you guys didn't know my last name. Yeah. So yeah. you charming motherfuckers went up to the front <laughs> desk, and you're like, "We got to find this guy. All we know is his name is Matt," and they were game for that. Really? Yeah. This is back before the uh, incident with the Fox Sports lady. Where I they guess. Spied on yeah, her. I guess so. Because we just were able to find Matt. Right. Mm-hmm. This is me and Billy D. Washington, right. who's uh, one of my best friends in comedy. He was a guy that gave me a lot of, you know, really helped me out early on and became a good friend. He was actually the, the, he he was the guy that married April and I. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, we just had him do it. That's awesome. Because his dad did that kind of stuff, so uh, right. That was fun. He told some jokes and right. married us. But in any event, so we found you at the hotel. We went to the movies a lot that went week. Went to a movie. There was one movie with something very similar. It was a guy showing a guy's head. It was a, it was a preview. Yeah, yeah. It showed right. a guy's head, right? Yeah, Can well, you tell the story? I don't remember exactly it was, what happened. It was, it was that pre-movie trivia yeah. where they give you some clues and you're supposed to figure out what movie it is, what, what actor it yeah. is, or whatever. And we were all getting them. We were nailing them. We knew our trivia. And then there was a picture of a, a, a face with a bunch of uh, numbers all over yeah, it. Yeah. And they're like, what's the name of this movie? And I go, oh, that's Math Face. <laughs> and that became the running game. That oh, was wait. the theme math face. of the week. Yeah, yeah. And, it was and a weird still, there still should be a movie called Math Face. Mm-hmm. God knows what it really was. Yeah. 
It Which something. movie it was. Yeah. yeah we got to find that out. If you're out there, if you can find the, you know, the poster of the movie with a guy with numbers all over his face. I want to know what that is. Tweet me. I want to know. I want to know what math face is, is called in But in I want to know. We're going to find more. Uh, we're going to find uh, out more about uh, Matt Fulcher on here by doing the, uh, the Rorschach test. All right. Oh, fuck. I mean, I have nothing to hide. So let the cash withdrawal sextet uh, Give them some love over there, Matt If you want to give them some of your bliss drink That'd be great, some Nero drink I have them uh, back there behind a, uh, a, a Laminated uh, You know, uh, they're sort of in a cage over there As you can see, there's there's just five of them They ate each other, but they're yeah. uh, It's the cash withdrawal sextet You want me just, to just give that to them? Just, just, just give them a shot of that bliss I think that's going to really uh, that's that's gonna really get them going. There I think. you go, guys. Uh, you know, it's it's gonna make them feel good. This, uh, this yeah, ought to calm you so. down. There you go. Yeah. Okay. See, they get real calm when they drink that bliss. Right. But, right. Uh, right. Right. I got it. Worst car to be picked up in an Uber. Um, that's what my next question. The Uh-oh. worst car to be picked up in an Uber. Uh, a uh, Pontiac uh, Fiero. Yeah, what's what's wrong with those? A pickup. Well, we're gonna go through all of them. Okay, you okay. Can, a pickup truck. Yes. A Harley Davidson or a, a two man bobsled. Uh, what's the worst? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, ultimately the two man bobsled, but no, no, the Harley, the the motorcycle, because you're really gonna have to commit to that if you get on, mm-hmm. and you're just gonna be. I don't know. I've never been a fan. I don't mind the pickup truck. I've never been a fan of the, and I don't think it makes you gay or there's anything wrong with being gay, but I've never been a fan of holding on to the back of a man for, on the motorcycle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think ultimately I, I wouldn't trust the guy. I think the answer is motorcycle. <laughs> you would rather get picked up in a two-man bobsled than a motorcycle? Yeah. I mean, I, I love wouldn't. That. I love it. I'm not homophobic, but I would rather be in a two-man bobsled. Isn't that the definition of homophobia? If you're, if you're, I'd rather be in a two-man bobsled right. than a. No, this, know. yeah, this I know is what you're saying. Oh, okay, it, it's it's fine though. It's fine. I like your, right. you know, I like your honesty. And this mm-hmm. is you're at, you're one of the happiest people I've met. So oh, yeah. if you're right, right, right. You know, uh, have you have you do you use Uber a lot? I do. I've only had one bad experience in Uber. It was just. Uh, it just once. I mean, yeah. most of the time it's great. Yeah, but we absolutely. did. I did get a ride. April and I got a ride um, with an Uber driver to the airport that was just, you know, it, it just, there was like a, an old tire iron in the back seat, and it was like, there's right. a lot of dog hair everywhere. Uh, you know, there's a, he flipped the visor down, a gun fell out. He was <laughs> right, he right, like right, he had right. been drinking. He was like, uh, he was really um, didn't seem to know how to get to the airport. He right. was breaking a lot of traffic laws, and uh, I'm so like afraid to upset people that I, I give him five stars. I always you know? give five stars whether I liked him <laughs> exactly. or not because it's just kind of their business. It's too personal, and it's yeah, too personal. It's like I'm going to wreck your business. It's just evil. It's like let them let the other people. Yeah, I'm there, exact- there's way shittier people than me, and they're going to yeah. take care of it. I mean, I kind of think. I, I kind of probably, I might have given him three stars just because I, you know, but still, I didn't give him, I should have given him zero stars. He yeah. was a danger to society. Right. He really was. No, that happens to me, you know, and, and like they'll, they'll take you the wrong way and stuff and it costs you way more money than it's supposed yeah. to. And I'm still just like, five stars. Fuck it. I wonder if I, I wonder if anyone's used Uber as a getaway car. Um, like if anyone trusts the service that they much. They better hope that motorcycle so shows up. Be here in six, okay, six minutes. They're going to be in six minutes. 
I'm going to rob the bank and just stand out here. Yeah, hit request yeah. Uber. <laughs> and then, ah, you got, who's in? I think Pull I'm going to do the Uber Black for this one, or the Uber <laughs> Yeah, you, what, yeah, what you go in they? style. Yeah. No Uber pool. Yeah. I you think do not want to be commuting with other bank robbers. I think, what's the one with the really fancy cars? What is that? The Uber? There's Uber Black or like Uber or like XL. Do you want me to look it up? Yeah. I mean, there's one that's I never get it. I never get it. I always get the... Second cheapest one. I won't do yeah. pool. Uh, pool is full of people that want to meet each other because everybody I know that uses pool, they're like, Is that yeah. like a social thing? It's like, yeah, it's, it's way cheaper, and yeah. they just pick up three people. And I think See, that's you have the to have the right I was person. Trying, for me, that's the thing I was trying to avoid by doing Uber. Right, right. By not doing... Look at this. Charles, five stars. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. Now they want you to be specific, though. Oh, they want and like, what did you like? Did you comments? like the service? Did you like this? I like this did hair. Like yeah. Okay, so you got UberX. That's what me and you usually take. Yeah. yeah. You got Uber Select. Okay. You got Uber Black. Black. That's Uber. where you get a massage in the car. Uh, true. <laughs> true. You got SUV. You got LUX. LUX. What does that stand for? I don't know. Luxury. I'll, be, I'll bet I'm they sure. give you neurosonic drinks. Yeah, for probably. That. Probably yeah. a little vodka in there too. And yeah. they got Access. Which I don't know. Does that make you a VIP all over the city? I don't know. Can you but, go? Uh, I I. Do you ever get the accidental expensive one? Yes, I do. Yeah, I went, I, I went a mile down the street this weekend. <laughs> I was stranded in in St. Louis. Yeah, and I wanted to go to Seven Eleven. It was like three or four in the morning. Yeah, it cost me forty dollars to go a mile and a half. No, and back. it's uh, it's I I, that happens up. to me all the time. I was doing great. Like you know, you're like, oh, I'm cutting corners really good on this trip. All of a sudden, there are so many ways to lose money. It's so hard to make money. It's so easy to lose money. I can tell my wife all the time. I'm like, I don't. Every week something happens unforeseen. We're like, well, that's going to cost a fortune. Absolutely, I don't know how anybody does it. I can definitely understand how people end up being homeless. Yeah, I can and I don't too. blame them. I don't. Right. I don't feel like they're. Oh, that guy didn't work hard enough right. or whatever. It could happen to any of us. It, yeah, you can end up on the street if enough bad breaks happen in one year because they mm-hmm. happen all the time. I know you get a you get a letter and find out you got a ticket for three hundred dollars. Yeah. you don't even know what the hell happened. I find life many times is like the first half of that movie Bridesmaids, <laughs> where like things are just getting shittier <laughs> yeah. and shittier yeah. and shittier. But then the usually that's part, the only the first half hour in a movie. Yeah. But in Bridesmaids, it's like the first sixty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then you, you just now that's the question: Does it get better? Uh, yeah, it always gets better, and then it dips down. And that's what the therapy is for. No, yeah. it does. It's a roller coaster. It really does. Get... You have to constantly remind yourself, write that shit down. I write myself notes when I'm in a good mood. Oh, absolutely. Like, hey, I got some insight for you. It's like that movie Memento. I do the I same tat- thing. I t- tattoo it on my body. I have body. one on my phone from a show the other night. I'm like, remember how this was. Yeah, right. When you're feeling down. Yeah. Remember how good this one was. Mm-hmm. Don't just judge it by the other one. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's true. day to day. That's really a smart... Piece of advice. That's why you're so happy and you have no yeah. business being oh, yeah. here. I oh, mean, uh, because you have no, there's no reason for you to be here. You don't listen to the other show. You have right. no withdrawal symptoms from it. Yeah. And you're super happy. I mean, right. it, it is true, though. You write stuff down when you're in good state. You remind yourself. I have this thing on my phone where I list all the good thoughts. And it's like, because. Yeah. It starts with because. It's like, because... You found a good friend to be your wife, or because uh, everybody's in good health right now, or yeah. because uh, you know you're feeling happy about this thing that just happened, whatever it might be. And it's very specific. And then I read it, and I always make sure it's on the top of my notes. Right. So I just read it every morning. I have to in the like, morning. These are all the reasons right. you should be happy. 
I wake up very unhappy every morning. Mm. And I have to. Me too. Uh, Me too. Like extremely. And if I don't get enough sleep, like if I have to go to the airport and I'm, I'm interrupted in my sleep, I, I start thinking of like some black hole shit. Oh, yeah. No, like no. some very unrealistic oh, yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I totally with you. My default setting is just the sky is falling. I don't want right. to wake up. Things are going to be I terrible. I thought there was value in that for a long time. Things are going to be terrible. Well, um, in like I, like being like, oh, well, I'm just being realistic. That's but I, I think found that's how like, my dad perceives it. I think he perceives it as uh, if um, you know, if you if you expect nothing, you're always right. pleasantly surprised. But right. I, I started to feel like expecting too little from life is and thinking negatively affects you all day as it is. Absolutely. So it's not worth doing. Yeah, this I'd is, rather this be is disappointed. All... Right. Here's a good example. If you spend your life. Let's say you know there's going to be a car accident at some point. Yeah. You spend your life clenched up before the accident. The accident actually has an equal or even worse impact on your body. Right. As if you just didn't know. They say sometimes, like, he didn't see it happening and he was relaxed when it happened. His body kind of rolled with it. Instead of clenching before it happens, it might be better to not be clenched up your whole life waiting for the bad shit to happen. Because it's going to happen either way. Right. That's the problem. And so, and, and, and keeping with that metaphor, if someone tells you you're going to get in a car accident, mm, certain date, five years from now, oh, do you get bummed out from now until the five years? Exactly. No that's way. really what death is. It's you like gotta, maybe the day before. And even the I day think before. I that's what death is. We're waiting for that really bad news. And the, ba- and the bad stuff. Less mm-hmm. than death. And the you're, bad like, stuff. you're like, oh, okay. bad stuff's yeah. going to happen. Okay. So does that mean I have to feel shitty about it right now? I know. Because I don't even know what it is. It really is a series but, of not living in the moment. But your, your brain is always trying to keep you safe. That's what it is. I think we grow up, okay, first five years, ten year, seven years, your parents are teaching you the only way to stay safe is to be really scanning the horizon for problems. Getting that are coming cars every second. And, everything, and, yeah. and they're right. They want to keep you safe. Then we become programmed to just do that with everything in our lives. We're always looking for the thing that's going to fuck us up. Especially if that thing has happened before. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, true. you're like, oh, it's going to happen again. That's true. Like, I think about this with, like, money. Sometimes I got yeah. it. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to happen again. Yeah. I'm going to get broke again. We are in a good state because I actually uh, saw you the other day. Right. That when time. When I saw you. That, that time. time that, that time I saw you. I remember that. And you were parking and you just scraped the shit out of your car, okay? You just, you just like, and you were so casual about it. I mean, I've never seen anybody in my life. You're, you're like, yeah. you got out. I'm like, oh shit! I mean, you, you, you basically took part of a wall with you, right? right? Just scraped the shit out of it. I was trying to lead you in. I felt somewhat responsible, but you, you did it so quickly. I, I, I couldn't I, even it was stop my you. Fault. I'm like, it was my fault. I'm trying to lead you in. Like, a, it's almost like if a guy is trying to direct a plane in, but the the plane, the guy, you know, the pilot just says, "Fuck it, I'm just going to drive it in as quickly as I can." Start hitting some shit mm-hmm. with the wing. That's right. basically what was happening. Look I've never seen side. anybody in my life. You're in a good state right now. I don't know if you need that neurobliss because you, nah. you, you weren't even. You're just like it's a rental. I first of all, I get rentals all the time. I haven't bought a new car yet. I've been too lazy. I've also been like scared of spending money, mm-hmm. which is very strange. I know that's weird, but that's why we're here, right? Yeah. I've got money. Scared yeah. to spend it. Yeah. But I get rental cars all the time, and I pay like ridiculous insurance on them so you all don't the time. Stress about it. And so, so I can have moments like that. I did that once. Like how horrible it would be if I'm like, oh. first, well, that's first of all. Second of all. I have this thing yeah. where, and, 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 and I don't even know if anybody says this in their adult life. Yeah. It's kind of holding me back in my adult life. I'm not materialistic at all. Yeah. I'm more concerned about your garage 
then because <laughs> now it's got a well. It was well, a white is, car, right? This is or my favorite car. thing, though. When I don't when care you're about renting much, a car. Yeah. This happened to me. I was renting a car. And the guy goes, uh, "You want a four wheel drive? You want to do that?" And I'm like, you know, I just got a lot of insurance on the car. Uh, you know, whatever you give me is a four wheel drive. Right. I mean, like I'll be driving this thing right. wherever they. I go over I the want. Jersey I'm Wall. I'm driving it off a cliff. I'll be I'll be doing some four wheeling. Right. Don't worry about and that. I think I just pay for towaway yeah, too. Yeah. So I mean, if I get stuck in the mud, yeah, nah, that's just on you. Take one last look at that car. It's not going to look at all the right. same when you get it back because right. I'm taking that thing over the salt flats. Right. So, uh, so this is something we can talk about in yeah. a therapy session. I'm not uh, very into possessions at all. Okay. And, yeah. uh, and, and I think most people my age view that as not something good, but something um, as immature. Okay. I think people see it as immature, especially if you were to go on the dating scene. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I don't have a car. I don't really give a fuck. Cars is a big one. But the possessions end up owning you. And the, the, the maintenance on them, the keeping them to the... The no, it, if you're doing it right, if you can do it, most people can't do it. Uber but changed the game. Not just, like, I'm not just talking cars. I'm talking everything. Oh, Every okay. single possession you have. How free do you feel when you go on a trip and you just pack up a little tiny bag and that's all you own? That's how I live my life. It's so much better. It has a lot to do with it too. As I'm traveling so much, that I just don't even want shit. I just don't even want anything. Yeah. The last car I owned got smashed to oblivion. Every single, so that little scrape you saw, yeah, that's nothing to me. All I think of when I get a new pair of sunglasses is when when will this get lost or broken? It's right. going to happen. Right. Now I got this other job to take care of this thing. They, they, and you know the maintenance they end up owning you. That's how I feel about. You know, it. I love I live right on the beach, and someone's like, "This must be great." No, it's like dating a supermodel. Right. I mean, it's like you it, keep it this... looks great, and it's, it's supposed to be great, and you're supposed to have great sex. It's supposed to feel great, and but the maintenance on it is enormous. You're constantly you got to make a breakfast in bed every, every day. Exactly, everything's coming off the ocean. And when I look at the view of the ocean at this point, I, I, it's like you know that guy that dated the supermodel for three years. He doesn't. He wants a view of the mountains. Right. All I can know? think about is that. that or I want a view of the mountains. He right. wants a view of a different girl. It just with brown hair. No one's ever satisfied. <laughs> that brings right. me to my question. You. Yes. We're talking about careers. Uh, yes. Last time I saw you. Um, I um, I was. Are you happy with the career choice? Because I've met a lot of people in my life who, you know, my. Let me give you an example. My, my. Uh, you hear a lot. People go. It's so great to be have a job you're passionate about, and you know it's it's you know you really love your job. You do it for free. And here's my thing. I think that cuts both ways, right? Me too. There's two ways you can do this. I'm sure there's. Some variation on this. Uh, but we think in black and white here on Cash Let's Withdrawal. do it that way. Right. It's more of a discussion, yeah, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you can have the job where you work at the bank, and like my, my cousin, and you don't give a, a crap about your job. Your job is something you survive for eight hours a day. And you make the best of it. And you find little things that are fun. Maybe you play fantasy sports at work or, you, you know, you, you, you play practical jokes on people. But you survive your terrible job for eight hours a day. Yeah. You have a boss. You don't feel passionate about it. And here's the thing. Here's why that could be perfectly fine for you or for me at this matter. Because when you're off the work, you never think about it again. It's so very you have European. 16 hours 
to never worry about your job ever. You never even occurs to you. It, you don't even start worrying until an hour into the, your work yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. You all your whole job is to not treat it like a job. That's your job. I love this concept. That's one thing you could do. And there are a lot of times in my life where, but when you're on the job, it's somewhat of a prison, right? Well, here's our prison. Oh, you're so passionate about your job. You love it. It's you, you would do it for free. Yeah, but you're thinking about it 24 hours a day. Passionate you're, or you're, you're obsessed? Exactly. It's It becomes its own prison because every moment you're not working or doing something, and I'm lazy as anybody, I'm like, you should be doing more. Yeah. You should be working harder. And that's easily ever find that balance. That's usually everyone's answer too. If you're like, well, I'm, I don't have enough of this and they'll go, Oh, well you need to work harder. There's, it's and you're the like, but I've too. already given my whole life. I know, but, but it is true. I could, I could spend hours and hours more on this right. job every day. There's always things you could do. Yeah. Always. You can always be right. And then there's the you other could side be of writing. That. You could always be creating a new script or doing more podcasts and, or being guests yeah. on. But whatever. then the other side of that is like, if you go mess mess around and and do go do something fun, oh, you might have maybe that then, creates a math. Then you're face. feeding maybe that creates a math face a math moment. face. Now you have math yeah. face too. The whole script it's all clear now. <laughs> it was division the whole time. Well, I like that theory. I do have friends that do treat it that way. They're like the fun time is very important because then if you're in a you creative... have to be creative too. The, the mm-hmm. problem one of the problems is you have to be a businessman and an artist at the same time. You also have to be a representative of yourself half the time. On the phone and the email. Yeah. Now, I've been thinking about this, this okay. what we're talking okay. about quite a okay. bit lately. Yeah. Uh, because the working at the bank thing really worked for me when I was young. Okay. The hate your job thing? Yeah. I don't think I, I – you know, I did have a bad attitude because I worked at a pool. I was a lifeguard and I worked four hours a day. And I was still like, this kind of sucks. I was a lifeguard too, yeah. But yeah. – um, Did you originally do it just to meet girls? I did it just because I loved being at the pool and I was a good swimmer okay, and yeah. you know, you know the. Gir- I didn't even think about that. I was at the pool so much already, but they're yeah. naked there. Yeah, they're naked, and like the life. Wait, which what pool are you at? <laughs> <laughs> they're in bathing suits. Yeah, and the lifeguard is kind of the show business of the pool because you get to walk. Yeah, you know, you get to be in the stand. I know. You get to, I know. You get to be the star of the show. Uh, the downside is just like a comedian. Sometimes you have to police people. Which yeah. puts you in a weird position all of a sudden because yeah. you thought you were the fun guy, yeah. but now you're like, "Hey, walk, yeah. please." Yeah, um, that that still worked for me. I still like was happier than still had like way more fun, and that has a lot to do with my friends being in the same situation. Oh, my friends is going to get off work at Little Caesars. We're going to go skateboard right. and joke around, and we right. don't own anything, and we don't right. have any. We're not committed to anything. Uh, then I moved to Los Angeles, and when I had a job, like a day job, I hated it. Because all I could see was other people doing what I wanted to do. But I've even looked back recently with uh, kind of fondness of, of having that steady job. And I could still do just as much stand-up, but I didn't have to worry about the stand-up career going well. Mm-hmm. I still got plenty of attention, plenty of stage time, plenty that's of laughs. The reason I even made money off stand-up, yeah. but I didn't have to worry. Well, that's I was exhausted and miserable, but I wasn't worrying. And worrying Wait, is the when worst. was this? This was like any time between 1998's... And 2006, I worked at one place on and off, mm-hmm. uh, and it was an office. That's it, when I met you. Yeah, yeah, right absolutely. In that range, yeah. yeah. So you're saying that was better? Because really, uh, the stand up. No, sometimes it was better when it was worse. Yeah. <laughs> so when stand up was bad, it was good. Yeah. But like, I've done things as a comedian yeah. when I was working full time that are just, they cannot be beat. And even yeah. if I don't make it, 
uh, to a point where like I'll be rich off this stuff. I will have these experiences that most people don't get to have right, that are just right. incredible. That's the problem with stand-up is at least once a month you get one of these experiences where like no one else on earth got to experience something this awesome. I know. But you trade that in. It's like cocaine for some pretty down times. You, you do. just got to ride through those. And then there's another... You ba- just have to ride through it. You can't... Uh, another tough it. thing is like everyone has their own separate career. So we're not like in a band or like I an hate, improv I, troupe. Uh, one of my favorite things about this podcast and the other podcast is... Doing something collaborative. Yeah. It really, really bothers me that we're not in a band. That right. we're could, not. Just think if we had a drummer who was always in a good mood. I was in, a, we could I be was like, in a band. I don't know if you realize this. I have. I cash, was too. It was cash and the bad checks. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, although our drummer we could never find. We, 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 right. we, we never. Uh, uh, but our guitarist, I mean, we had a good relationship. It was, I mean, to, to improvise with someone. Um, but I like doing shows where I bring up the other acts at the end of the show and do some improv with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Let me say one thing about the... Uh, the lifeguarding I blew the only save I could have had oh really it really bums me out to this day you look back on your life and you've got those moments where you're like god I wish I could go back and do that again I yeah someone jumped off the diving board and started to drown and I it looked so comical right they're drowning uh huh it looked so much like in the videos where they showed you of people drowning yeah that I thought they were trying to mock me right and get me to jump in Right. And look foolish. And I just stood there and somebody else jumped in and like pushed him to safety. It wasn't a oh, lifeguard. Wow. And I feel terrible about that. That's one of those moments where you're like. I think somebody else jumped the gun. That person was drowning. <laughs> I just sat well, there and watched. You say it like I videos. just watched. Because in the videos, they're like, and I'm not saying, in the videos, they're like, uh, it's not like it's on, like it is on TV. Like they can't shout help. They yeah. like, they just look terrified and they're like, yeah. they don't know what to do. I can feel it coming in. Tonight. Mm-hmm. I I, uh, I got know. at least three saves. Under, really? Uh, under my uh, oh. drawstring. Wow. Under your, <laughs> underneath <laughs> my jock strap, I got three saves. Yeah. There should be some notch, uh, some notch on your your aquatic I do, belt. I do. I got some notches on my aquatic belt. Yeah. yeah. And I do have that going for me. Yeah. Like uh, like I can be like you know, just pointing to the video footage at you know yeah. St. Peter's Gate. Like right. That guy lived because of me. <laughs> That's something. That guy killed eight people. I tried out. Now, I've gone in the other direction where I've, like, in the ocean here. I did it the other day. I pretty much save people that don't need saving. I'll yeah. just be, like, pulling them out of the water. Right. Like, I was perfectly fine. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you looked like you were kind of getting sucked under the undertow. No, I didn't want you to grab me and pick me right. up and pull me right. out. You know? Just well, picking up old ladies yeah. and pulling them out of the surf. Yeah. I old just ladies, want my safe. Right. I want my safe. It's really bothering me. You'll get it. Well... You save your kid's life a lot. So there that's you go. The good there thing. you go. You're constantly yeah. like, you put them in danger a few times more than you'd like, but then other times you're like, wow, I just I caught him as he fell off the right. table, even though he shouldn't have been standing on it. Yeah. So you get those. Tell me about your audition. I heard that was interesting. Because <laughs> uh, the word on the streets is something crazy happened. Well, it wasn't that crazy. It was yeah. just, it was rare for an audition. Usually you go there and uh, I don't know what's going on in your head. I'm like, Oh yeah, I do this acting thing, but that's not really what I do. And right. you just all of a sudden you put on your actor's hat, and like there's yeah. a whole nother set of skills, a whole nother vocabulary. Yeah. yeah, you hear the other actors joking about different stuff, and you go, "Oh, me and my comic buddies joke like that." Yeah, but yeah. I don't know what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Well, they paired us up with, they paired me up with two other guys that I knew that I've known for over ten years. Yeah, which they should almost do at every audition. Um, I mean, it doesn't mean we're good actors, but we're yeah. going to have a lot more fun since yeah. we know each other. Yeah. 
But the thing that was really crazy about this audition was they go, they turn on the camera, they go, how do you guys know each other? And I go, we all know each other because we, uh, we do stand up. Yeah. And we work together all the time. And the guy like, it's almost like he stopped the tape. Yeah, he did stop the tape because it was just a slate. And he goes, man, I just got to tell you, man, I've been watching a lot of comedy and like guys getting up there and doing that thing. It just takes so much balls. He's like, just so much respect to you guys, man. Like, it's just amazing what you guys do. And I'm just thinking every audition should start like this. <laughs> right, right, right. Just, right. just fluffing yeah. me up. Yeah, yeah. Because like I didn't have any self-consciousness after that. I yeah. got my friends. Yeah. There's no and dialogue the, to memorize. Yeah. It's all improv. And he just oh, really? told me. He already reveres me like a god. Wow. So it went well. One take, baby. That's really? all I'm saying. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, we're doing this in one take. Yeah, I, I know. I don't know that. if you looked at the script, but, <laughs> and it, those of you that don't realize we work off a script, but mm. uh, Matt's done a lot of improv during this particular True. session. And we're not going to edit it out. He's Around just, the five he's minute mark. He's on fire. About five minutes in, the guy just, yeah. went, he went rogue. Then again, at 12. <laughs> But we're back on track right yeah, now. Yeah, you went rogue. We're back on tra- track. We're back on track. <laughs> you, um, you've done the Uber thing. Uh, let me just ask you a question. The band's just itching to just, you know. Yeah, let's talk to the fans. Uh, you know. Or at least they're. Eternal We were talking about Uber and, uh, you know, the extra cart, you know, the extra special Uber. I did do one by mistake. They sent a, a limo. Um, do you feel like the limos need an extra wheel in the middle? I'm always a little nervous. <laughs> like, I mean, like, it seems so ridiculous, the length of these cars. Like, they're like, they're, you, it, it doesn't make any sense. Not to me. How can it? It's too long for four wheels. It needs six wheels. Doesn't it seem like Shouldn't you, there be six wheel yeah, limos? I think there should be. But that's just me. I'm dumb as a rock. Like, I'm sure anybody who builds cars will tell you, no, the bar is really strong or the frame is really strong. Okay, then why why don't trucks have them? I mean, like, why? I guess they have 18 wheels. They went over in the other direction, right? Right, right. 18 wheels, uh, which is a thing on stage. If I meet a truck driver on stage, I'm always like, so how many wheels you got on your rig? You got to a 13, 19 wheels? And I always pick an odd number. And no one ever notices right, right, right. or thinks I'm trying to be funny. Yeah. And it's never worked. They and know what you're it. up to. I will do it until I retire because I just think it's a funny it idea. It is funny. Having an odd number of wheels. But uh, 18 wheels. Right. But these cars, they do two. I think they're kind of getting cocky. I, I think they're... I, I, I'm with you. I that's never th- a lot of audacity. You caught me, caught me off guard because yeah. I never think about this, but it does seem like you're, you're, you're messing with nature a mm-hmm. little bit with that. Mm-hmm. Um and this 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 is going to be a disaster soon. Yeah, I just I, <laughs> I know we've gone a good. I don't know how long limos have been around. Eighty years. Limo drivers are usually so classy too, and uh, or they're supposed to be. That's right. how you think of them. That's why I was surprised. I got picked up in a limo in Toronto, and I asked the guy. I got I got, I got like you know twelve hours in town. I I should. After the show, I'd love to. He was going to pick me up. He's like, I'll pick you up after the show. You'll have like six hours to kill. What do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I want to ask you that. I mean, I've got you. Yeah. Uh, where should we go? It's, right. it's six hours in Toronto. What should we do? Right. And uh, he goes, uh, well, I go, what's the site? What's the best sightseeing thing? And he mentioned a, a strip bar. Yeah, they always do. Yeah. And I go, is it like historic? He's like, yeah, it's a historic strip bar. He's like, I mean, I haven't been there since the 70s. He's like, I'm sure the girls are different now. I'm like, I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope there's been some turnover, mm-hmm. you know. But also, 
That's your historic landmark, the strip bar? It's it's weird because they always go when they see you from out of town, they always bring up the strip bar. Is that happening to you a lot too? Me and Ian Bag were in Albany. Okay. At this hotel and we asked somebody that worked at the hotel. He wasn't the concierge. Yeah. We made a mistake. We just asked like some dude that was like mopping floors. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But we go, yeah, hey, yeah. We go, hey, but it's a simple question. We didn't think we yeah. would need an expert. Yeah. yeah. We go, hey, where is there something to get to eat or where is there something to eat around yeah. here? Where can we eat? And he just goes, Gentlemen's. And we go, well, what? And he goes, Gentlemen's. Are you looking for a gentleman's club? Like, yeah. No, we no, no, it's like eleven thirty AM. You talking about? <laughs> do you know? Do, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's, like it's a, possible that whatever you would ask to me would have said that. Like you're like, is there a place we can get a haircut uh, around here? Maybe a supercuts. You mean a gentlemen's, gentleman's club? Gentleman's club. <laughs> you want some uh, little TNA while you're getting your hair? Do they do, they do uh, cut dances? We we love to swim. Is there a pool in the area? You want a gentleman's, gentleman's? pool? A gentleman's, gentleman's area? <laughs> no, that is like like a lot of guys that work in hotels think like you're actually looking for code. Yeah, like there's so many. See, that's hookers. You looking for some hookers? All that stuff. Because yeah, yeah. me and like when we travel, just our job is kind of fun most nights. But when all these business guys, and this goes back to yeah, working at the bank. That's true. When they they get out when on they their trip. they for some reason business trips they could take a trip any weekend they wanted, but yeah. for some reason the business trip on the company's dollar or whatever, yeah, or the stress of it, they're like, I want to see some titties. I might be, I might be a cocaine snorter yeah. this weekend. This I might my, do a bunch of stuff I don't normally this do. Is, I, I, this is my favorite corporate joke, which I do at these conventions. Mm-hmm. I'll go. So, you guys are my heroes. I'll be in like Vegas or something. Mm-hmm. I'll be like you guys, it was a sales meeting in Vegas. I'll be like you guys are my, you're my heroes. I, I mean, look at what you've done here. Uh, it's a Wednesday, in the middle of March, and you're drinking. You're going to strip bars, you're gambling, you're golfing, you're smoking marijuana, uh, some of you are whoring, you're getting <laughs> massages, and you were able to convince your families that this trip was work-related. Right. And they always, they always love that. Yeah, you yeah, know? as they should. It's so true. Because it's right it's on like, the money. Because like, they're not working mm-hmm. at all. I know. They're doing whatever they can out there. Yeah. Um, and they always want to misbehave more than... So do you think we made the wrong choice with this whole career thing? Um, well, we can't... Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I, I, I've always, I've been, I'm happy about it. I, I think I made the right choice. and Because um, I, I always think like if, if things get The too crowds bad, have often told me I made the wrong right, choice. Right, right, right. I've heard that before. <laughs> I really have. But, you know, to think about... I, think if, I feel like I've really pushed myself... In this life, I'd say if you, I feel if like you can make a, uh, if you can make a living, and your life is more interesting than it normally would have been, I think part of your goal in life is to keep making it interesting. Yeah, that's. I don't, I don't want to have lost years. Right. There's just not that much. I've time had them. Here. I've already had them. Yeah. <laughs> where do you remember where those were? Yeah, I remember like what I went Drink to some Neurobliss. It was like 2012. Yeah. I just like that like was a lost year. Well, I just went to New York City for like 10 months, and like. I wasn't making a whole lot of money at the time, yeah. and I was drinking way too much and just wandering yeah. around the city, like still working as much as I could on stand-up. What still, time would you start drinking? Oh, not until night, because it was New York, so it gentlemen's would, it would clubs, be like mainly? gentlemen's, yeah, gentlemen's, <laughs> mostly gentlemen's. Uh, not till night, ten mm-hmm. o'clock, eleven. Okay, that's o'clock. good. It wasn't. That's a sign of a problem if you're doing it daytime. Yeah, right when you rise. I'm not gonna say I never did that, but that yeah. was never a thing. Yeah, that was a lost year. 
That was a lost year for me. Yeah. Now, now I'm pretty goal-oriented. Memory-wise? No. Lost but, year? I'm saying you didn't have many memories that year. It wasn't really a lost year yeah. because what I did is I like yeah. really worked on my stand-up right. at the same time. Right, right. But to me, that seems like kind of a hopeless, drunken year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've done that. But I've always been really focused. If you can look back on your year, and I try to do this every New Year's, you look back and you're like, what are the most memorable things that happened this year. And you've got three stretches of great memories. It might be a three-day period where you had a reunion or you, you yeah. did something special, you went rafting, whatever it might be. You're like, what really happened this year? Uh, had that great show at that theater, whatever else. And there's a few of those. Then I feel like, all right, you're still living. You know, I like doing there. that. I like going. And then I just yell out, alive! <laughs> alive! You know, and I just get down on my hands and knees. Right. Yeah, me too. Everyone goes through that. Yeah. I like doing that. I like seeing, like, oh, like, fact-wise, what happened this year. Oh, Like, yeah. concrete evidence of, like, stuff that happened. Okay. And yeah. you, can See, point, you can point at, like you said, like, three, five things where you're like, holy shit. That's an amazing thing. Yeah. That, like, was even, even though I'm a stand-up comic, that was amazing for me, even though right. it's an amazing right. life. Right. And then... If I'm ever like, oh, I can't do this job anymore. I want to quit. I'll go through and like think about like all or write down like all the cool things I've done as a stand up. And it's just like, holy shit. So yeah. it's never it's never a loss. I know yeah. we're not ta- I'm not answering that question. Yeah. But it's not a loss because like you've got to do all these things. And what would you have done? You would have done what you did. Yeah, but it depends how bad. <laughs> yeah, but it depends how it depends how down you get in between. Mm hmm. There's a lot right, you have to start looking out for yourself after a while. Like, yeah. if is it too much? Yeah, and you have to make the call after. And there a while. are people where you get too down. They get too down in between. Yeah, sure. Like, you see them on Facebook where they're writing, like, "I'm really bummed about this." Yeah, you can't get too down for too long, or maybe you should do one of those other things. There's no shame in it. I think working at that bank and just just enjoying the shit out of see your life when like. you're not at the bank. See what it's like. There's no shame in it. Plus, I think you could make jobs like that pretty fun. You can. Some of my best memories are like, I worked at a pizza place, and I would make these ridiculously giant pizzas for people. And weren't you, know, you always laughing and stuff and goofing cracking. off? Exactly. It was always fun. So, And you didn't take it personally when like someone didn't like your pizza. You're yeah. like, I'll make you another one. Yeah. Like it was, I was, I don't know. I, I don't look back on that and think that would have been That's what I've been thinking life. about lately. I've been thinking about how much fun it was to like kind of separate it. Like, like if I assume when you live in Spain, you don't think about your job that much. Yeah. You just do yeah. something for like three hours, go home and take a nap, do another yeah, two I mean, and a half it's, hours. It's a built-in thing to have a nap in the middle of your day. Spain, they got it right. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think naps, sh- I'm really bummed that people are uh, ashamed of naps. Yeah, I know. You, there should be no guilt with human with people sleeping for God's sake. Every other animal in the world just does whatever it wants until they get. And we they, have these crazy expectations for it's ourselves. All, it's all work work related. It's yeah. all geared around the work. It's day. this puritanical thing that you know. Uh, let's yeah nap. What do you? T- there could be a lot worse things you could be doing. You what you, go who are you hurting? Who are you hurting? You take that nap. You're gonna go broke. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I like uh, what hard work can bring you. On the other hand, I kind of feel like uh, there's a lot of value in just kind of fucking off lately. It's my new perspective. I That's right. This is uh, that the band just wants to hear our meritless advice. I think. Okay. Um, people send me their maskers questions, and part of the reason that we do this show is because. Um, 
maskers is ask the masters. Uh, we do it on the other show. And I get so many of these, I can't keep up. And, you know, we want to acknowledge some of these funny people that okay. write in. And uh, do, you have, do you have anything funny? Well, just listen to Matt's uh, yeah. uh, podcast. Right. Just do me that favor. It's hilarious. Right. Um, You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the full charge power hour. Come yeah. on. I mean, the it's name fun. itself. It, the name itself. It it works. Um, Mr. MD. Now we may have done this one because I love this one before, but I, I don't care. I just yeah. want to do it again. Uh, how much of a gang's budget is spent on spray paint and bandanas? Um, and then it says hashtag no guns in the board meeting. Hashtag spreadsheets. This is a this is a trick question. Um, gangs don't pay for spray paint. Spray paint is traditionally stolen. Um, as for most other things, you don't spend much money on that shit. Yeah, that's true. It's almost like asking like a, a hobo, you know, I mean, you just need, there's just not a lot of accoutrements. You just need a stick right, and a bandana or some kind of sack to put on the end of the stick. Yeah. That's forces a person to travel light. Exactly. You're just going with the stick. You look the, at yeah. Now shouldn't we bring that back? The yeah, stick yeah, and yeah. the forget backpacks and all the right. roller bags. Let's do the. Have you, I think you should be able to show up on an airplane with a stick and a sack It'd be on the end. So funny if like he's the hom- guy that yeah homelessness got so kind of popular that there was like a hipster element to it. <laughs> like I've got my throwback sack. <laughs> you just sell those at the store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. I was trying to explain it to my kids. They're like, we're going to be hobos next summer. Because this summer for me has been the Seize the Summer campaign. I took most of this summer off. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, we're going to be traveling to Idaho. And, you know, I just was like, I'm not remembering enough summers. I really wanted to try to push the work off into the fall, winter, or do most of it in the spring. Because I was like, just remember when summers were just dedicated to having fun? My kids are out of school. It's going to happen for a few years where it's very exciting to have them around. So but I said, next time we're going to be hobos. We're just going to get on trains. And my, my son was like, Dada, what do we need? I'm like, oh, this is the great part. All we need is a stick and a bandana. Right. You know, and yeah. he's like, well, how much can we put in a bandana? I'm like, that's the point. Right. You travel light. And we'll right. make we'll make uh, you put fires. your cell phone in there. Yeah, <laughs> it's got the new got the holster on it for the cell phone. Do you think that actually happened, or do you think that's just something from cartoons in the movies? Because uh, like, I, yeah. Well, because I was watching this yeah. documentary about the yeah. about the Indians, and they said like yeah. most of the things we think of them come from the movies. Really? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And like, it wasn't like all Indians dressed. So you're alike saying they either. didn't do the dances? The, no, and the hi yeah 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 hi yeah yeah. It's all made up, uh, usually on the spot. So you're saying they don't look like the insignia for the Cleveland Indians. That's the, what the I'm saying to you. Indian. Yeah, the yeah, Redskins, yeah, yeah, none of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think like some people. I think they mixed it all up. Mm-hmm. I think this tribe looked like this, and this tribe looked like this. But you've been on a movie set before, right? Yeah. And they're just like, oh, does that look right? I guess I don't know. And yeah. then like movies kind of imitate movies. Yeah. Just like a cop station nowadays yeah. in a TV show. Okay. Yeah. It's built on something from like the 60s or the 70s. Mm-hmm. Cop stations don't look like that anymore. The, yeah. With that old school, like smoky yeah. vibe. That's yeah. not. That's yeah. not the way. That's true. They're using a set. Okay. From so you're a movie. saying the hobo thing. We'd have to look into this. The hobo thing. You don't think it's legit? I'm not saying that. I know there were hobos, especially in the Great Depression. I'm just wondering if the knapsack yeah. was a part of it. Yeah. 
you know, I'm really looking into this conspiracy. Okay, we're gonna. That's you know, that's all part of something that you know. I'm glad we're drinking the Sonic, yeah, uh, Neurosonic, to to, yeah. to get the answers to these. Mr. MD wrote a follow-up question: A propeller hat worn backwards. Oh, is that appropriate attire for the first day of a gang initiation? Um. And then he wrote hashtag first impressions. Right. I'm going to say <laughs> you're going to get beaten into the gang anyways. So why not? Let's you know, start off Josh with him a little humor. bit. He's the funny guy in the gang. Right. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a, a way that you could be a guy that's sacrificed first gang wise, though, because they don't respect you. True. True. So you want to go that route or go the like heavy, like I'm the toughest guy in town route. I'm the alpha male, but that's that's going to be difficult. I'd go with but, the propeller. I'd go with the propeller. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah, and like, what do you want to be the guy that was that was? Uh, oh, it was really fun beating him into the gang. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're getting your ass kicked either way. Yeah, that's you might true. as well throw up, throw up a little elbow, yeah. or yeah. Uh, at least spiritually. I like it. Calvin Cruz writes, and this is at Happy Avocado. Would it be easier to grow your arms out three feet or shrink your legs to your waist? Uh, grow your arms out, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna need to get around, and if you and if you're if you're that yeah, I close think to the extra ground, arm size would be great. I think it'd actually be great. It'd be pretty useful. Yeah, you'd have you'd yeah, actually you'd be a great basketball player. Mm-hmm. You'd make millions of dollars off this, right? And I don't understand why more people don't do surgeries like that, right? You know, oh, I'm gonna have a lip tuck or whatever. Do something really useful. Have a yeah. tail installed or whatever. Uh, put a pouch up front and keep some hot pockets in there. You could you could add out the uh, the arms. And uh, you know what's weird about it? Everything else is legal. You could put a, a you could get a ligament from a cadaver and put it in your uh, mm-hmm. ankle. It you doesn't a, bother anybody, right? You're not allowed to take steroids, but you could have a cadaver in your body, right? So why not I could go add a t- third arm? Press, right? Why not add right. An, an arm that goes out another three feet? Hey, Cash, you dropped your quarter. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Let me handle it. Yeah. There'd be no skipping nickels. Right. Which is a theory I have from the other show. It's you can tell how old people are by uh how often they will well when they stop bending down to pick up certain denominations of coins. Right. So, you know, you stop picking up pennies when you're like twenty. Yeah. You you you're not gonna hurt your back to pick up a, a nickel or a dime even when you're past say fifty. Right. You're not going to risk your back for that. You stop picking up quarters. Do you pick up quarters now? I pick up. They're pretty useful. I pick up anything if people aren't looking, even pennies. Really? Except for I pick up a heads up penny. I can get real superstitious on you. But if people are looking, I usually won't pick up much. I think a quarter is the first denomination that I'm going for. I don't feel that. That ridiculous okay. going for a quarter. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, uh, a quarter, but, but a nickel, I feel kind of silly picking up in front of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just. It, what's weird is you just made money, but it makes you look cheap. Exactly. That's weird. Mm-hmm. You know. I know that's worth. It, it like, shows you value money or something. Yeah, it's and worth. That's a like, bad thing to show people. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to act like you don't value it. Right. Uh, so maybe what you should do is you pick up the nickel, and then you take a twenty out of your pocket, you just flick it into the wind. Yeah, just to show him <laughs> so who's boss, both, right? Yeah. yeah, like I don't give a shit. I did that for a lot. And then reasons. when someone else picks it up, you'd be like, "Loser!" Yeah, cheap bastard. Right? Um, you know, I was thinking about this three inch, th- three, three feet on your arm. I looked up. My kids want to know who the tallest person in the world was, and the tallest guy ever. How tall do you think he was? Um, seven, seven, five. No, no, uh, no, eight two. 
God damn it. This is what's crazy about it. At the age of three, he was five feet tall. Wow. So my wife's about a little under five feet. Yeah. So he was taller than my wife at three. Do you want to yeah, be around that temper, temper tantrum? Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> That's I didn't crazy. Even think of it that way. Oh my God. Yeah. They start throwing stuff at you or swinging at you? At the age of like Bedtime. five, he was taller than me. Yeah. Um, that's a weird life. He, he, he lived to be 22 years old. Okay. They're making movies out of everybody. Yeah. How is that not a movie? The tall guy. Well, I like, think, isn't that it, I think sort the main of the reason it's not a movie is because it hasn't been a movie before. I think yeah. that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, all that's what happens now. in meetings yeah, yeah, yeah. now. Now, like, if you were in a comic yeah. book or, yeah, yeah. say, a uh, television show, that's, yeah. then, of course, they'd make a movie that, That's what him. the meetings are yeah, like yeah, now. Yeah. Like, no, wait, let me get this straight. This hasn't been a movie before? <laughs> well, then we can't do it. Right. We, we only do movies that have done before. I pitch shows that, that is are, hilarious. I pitch shows that are still on TV. I'm pitching Big Bang Theory around town right now. What? Trying to get the same cast. <laughs> so wait, this isn't a mix of two other shows you've seen? No, there's actually nothing like it. Well, what do how, you mean? How are people supposed to know? This is where such and such meets such and such. No, you don't, we don't have that. <laughs> right. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it is weird, isn't it? It's, it's happening so much. And here's what's weird. I mean, I, I've, I've mentioned this a bunch on this show, but comedians are so hard on each other about lifting material, as they should be. It's a pain when you see someone do your jokes or yeah. whatever else. But these movies have no shame. They're doing the exact same movies movie that was care. just done. Right. Movies don't care. Music, you can close your show. with. I went to a, a concert last night, and they closed the show with a, a, a three different cover songs. And this is a very original group. And yeah. they just... Get the crowds rocking, and those are the three most popular songs. What if you just went up and just used someone's closer? They would be for um, three three different comedians' closers. Yeah, I mean it's not. We would be very hard on each other. I'm just saying that our industry people are very hard on each other, and these other ones are too easy on each other. I, I think you're right, and I'm trying to figure out. It, it, it's it's the opposite actually. If you see a band do your song, you're like you goddamn right. It's a compliment. Yeah. The problem is we have a problem. We have a we have a hard time patenting things, and so as comedians, so it does. That's why people get upset about it. I get why people are upset about it. If you've ever seen someone do your joke like verbatim, who you met and worked with, it's very upsetting, right? And uh, you know, isn't also, and I never thought about this till just now, isn't comedy and wit kind of like um, almost like a fight? Almost like a, you're the alpha male if you get the best joke, mm-hmm. or you're kind of like the best in the room. Uh, if you got the best joke, it's kind of like you want to fight in a way. Uh, if you got the, a really good joke, and you're almost like if you're using somebody else's stuff, then it's kind of like you're not really the alpha male. You're just I know this is very abstract, yeah, and see, off, I but it's mostly because of what you said. I don't know. I almost think that what you're describing has been uh, uh, indoctrinated into us as comedians over the years. We wouldn't perceive it that way if, from the start, people were a little more relaxed about this. Now, I'm not. No, you're suggesting right. that we should be more relaxed. I'm actually suggesting those other groups should be less relaxed. Yes, that's yes, what yes, I'm suggesting. Yes, yes, I think uh, you know, uh, although comedians go overboard when they're upset because someone used a topic they used or whatever. But that being said, the movie industry needs to be denigrated for this, yeah, and they no. need to be criticized even more. And people need to stop going to these movies. They're not criticized. That movie they are was celebrated. Done. Yeah, they're celebrated. People love it. And they don't ever remake the bad movies that needed to be remade. 
Right, redo. Like, yeah, the redo. There's, there's tons of movies that were mediocre or pretty good that should be redone. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they kind of just, just miss the mark. They're like, this is a close one. It was almost great. Right. Well, then remake that one. They should, remake, remake, the, they should remake Gremlins 2. There you go. Because they, this is like almost good. Remaking, but they can make it like way better. Remaking the sequel. Remaking the sequel yeah. would be yeah. so great. Yeah, the, the sequel We remakers. should do that. We should go out and like we're pitching the remake, a remake of uh, Temple of Doom. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah. the second installment. The Weekend at Bernie's 2 remake. We're, because yeah. they just missed it on that, right? We're remaking that remake of Tron. <laughs> that shit sucked. And then, this is another one they do, where they they reboot it, which is another like... That's no fun. That is even more insulting to me. I think in so, too. Way. It's like, the Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man were both rebooted within under five, yeah. eight years, something like that. Yeah. Of the last one. Yeah. And that, that one's just ridiculous. Uh, one more here, and we got to go. I know, you've, I know you're, you're busy. Do you feel happy now? You yeah, I feel better. You came in? I feel good. No, it is, is good to, it is good to just talk. It is good to socialize. That's something that's not built into my life necessarily. Yeah. You know? I know. Justin Mingle writes, uh, do you think during the Dark Ages, the Atlantis Morissette of their day saying, isn't it bubonic? <laughs> I can imagine it. That's like the best joke yeah. ever from 1994. That's you know it's I mean? a little late. But I'm not judging that. It's I'm a often writing right. jokes that really were only funny. I wrote an ET joke recently. Yeah. And I just. But it's because funny because you really do have an insight on it. And you go, hey, yeah, what about I want to talk about this aspect yeah. of that and what that meant to me. And so I'm not going to pull that kind of stuff. So I, I think, yeah, isn't it bubonic? Uh, you know, I don't know what the what the rock stars were like in the dark ages, but uh, <laughs> one more. Stuart Kelly writes: Does playing hide and seek alone make it easier or harder? Um, easier makes it easier. It's kind of. I think this is. I think this should have been written. And this is one where you look at it and you're like, this could have been a, a good joke if it was written like. Uh, I didn't have many friends as a child. I used to play hide and seek alone. Yeah. You know, like that. That's kind of a good. That's like a Roddy Dangerfield joke. Yeah, or something. I like that. So, hey, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Uh, this is. It, it's been uh, amazing catching up with you. Can you come back sometime, even though you don't need therapy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel cured and happy, but I will come back. Yeah. Where are you going to go after the uh, after the show? Do you have any any great plans for today? Next? Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably just check out the West Side. I haven't been over here in a long you time. You want to go over to the Wheat Beach and try to save some lives? Yeah, let's I'm do it. Find some people. Let's yeah. find some people and just, or just support some lives. Maybe they don't need saving. <laughs> we'll just grab them. <laughs> we'll dry some lives out. We'll bring them back to the sands. Thanks for coming. Man. My pleasure. Now leaving Nerdist.com.